The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about hmm, mattress toppers, Peter Quint scary and bus seats if you like the sound of that then do have a listen to me every saturday lunchtime from one on magic there will be more excellent chat and some fantastic songs thrown in for good measure yes yes thank you yes oh i do love that tune bush don't you Uh, that's woken me up you did a sort of um sort of a football supporters dance to that the, really? arm, the arm was winding yeah I was like kind of a, going for it yeah like a little windmill but I was voguing at the end I definitely was voguing <laughs> I was that was a vogue no the yes, vogue no no the vogue is the square thing with the arms around the face isn't it I did box 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 around head turn left turn right back again <laughs> I thought that was maybe I've misunderstood voguing the entire time I don't did, Ivo, did Ivana did, did Madonna invent the vogue I think she did did she? Yeah. Did it not exist before her? I don't have any previous knowledge of it existing. Does anyone do it now? I think it's pretty much died a death, although I think I might be bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what happens to the human being when they have children that just stops them being able to dance? I know, isn't it it's awful? It's so weird. You go all kind of floppy and weird. And <laughs> I, I, would, I can't remember the last time I had a proper go at dancing. Like a proper dance. When did you last dance? Oh, I, I like to really shake it down. Do you In, in an embarrassing way. What and kind I of move? Think, I'm one of those people that think they look really good on the dance floor. What era is your dancing, would oh, you say? Oh, early 90s, mate. Is it early 90s? Heavily early 90s, sort of, uh, oh, sort of KLF, um, right, Prodigy. Right. Uh, who was the one that did Ease a Good, Ease a Good, Ebenezer Good, that one? Uh, that was the Shaman. Shaman, yes. yeah. So you're, you're, you've I'm, got kind of yeah. Manchester raving type dancing. Yeah, but in a sort of posh leatherhead way, and it's <laughs> it's a terrible combo, trust me. <laughs> Are you, how do your daughters feel about this? They're they? terribly embarrassed. <laughs> Bushy, I'm imagining your dancing is more sort of late 90s and it's kind of... Oh, he's doing it. Oh, it's, God, God. It's, it's indie. Is it a bit sort of like, you know, like, what, EMF and... Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, come on, mate, what are you talking about? But Yeah, a bit, a bit Parker jacket. That's what it is, a bit Parker jacket. I tell you what, if you see me dance, you'd swear blind you watching the latest Giacomo advert. <laughs> What's Giacomo? Giacomo is close for larger, more run-of-the-mill men. <laughs> Big coats and the like. Triple XL. <laughs> Oh, dear. I, let's go dancing. Let's go dancing. We have, we've never danced together, Bushy. We have never danced together. We'll go as a four, because yeah. otherwise that could be a bit sinister. A bit strange, yeah. We'll go as a four, and then we'll have a little... I'll mark you on my dance card. Well, that'll be going. I'll mark you. See what happens. And we'll see if the Giacomo... <laughs> I'm obsessed with Giacomo now. <laughs> we'll see if the Giacomo meets the shaman I in some the... kind of weird way. What a great combination. Yeah. Yes. Yes, shall we do it? I'm, I'm up for that. Betty Davis eyes as a compliment or not? Were they quite big? Yeah. Like really big? Slightly protuberant. Because weirdly, I think it's quite beautiful to have larger eyes. That's always seen as a thing of beauty, isn't it? It's the Disney thing, isn't it? It's Disney, but I, I think your eyes would get to a point where they're just too big and you look a little bit like something out of like a sci-fi. Yeah. You've come out on a ship. Yeah, yes. You've landed in the night. People don't yeah. believe you because it's landing in your garden and they come out. Yeah. Quite a mass in the pit. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, That yes. film scared me more than any other film on this planet, Quite a mass it. in the pit. Never seen Scary. it. Scary. 
Is it a late 90s phenomenon? Oh, no, this is a 1960s. Oh, gosh, sorry. Black and white scariness. What? Yeah. Black and white can be scary, kids. Very, very scary. I tell you, the most scary film I ever saw was that one, um, right, Posh Alert, Posh Alert, <laughs> um, based on the Henry James novel, oh, The yes. Governess <laughs> yes. goes to the turn of the screw. Turn of the screw. Oh, my ruddy days. I've never heard of this film. What's it, what happens? It's a young Deborah Carr who yeah. then featured in the musical The King and I Yeah. as the governess. Is it Deborah Carr? I think it is. In a yeah. big sort of Victorian dress. And she goes to look after these kids. And, oh, I can't say the name. Go on. There's a really scary uh, figure. I think he used to work in the house. The house is really spooky. Is he a haunted? Is really a ghost? He's a ghost? Yeah, maybe. And he's called... I don't, I, I don't want to say his him. name. I don't want to conjure him. Is it like Candyman if you say it three times in the mirror? He's called Peter Quint. Ooh, <laughs> Peter Quint. He sounds like an accountant. And it's bla- hello. Yes. I'm Peter Quint. Yes, on the high street in Camberley in Surrey. <laughs> um, I do a flat rate for the VAT. <laughs> the, but no, seriously, man. And what's the scary bit though? When when Peter Quint appears in the window. Oh. And it's black and white. And you kind of think to yourself, oh, it's black and white. Come on. It's yeah. very, very scary. Well, he, he appears in the window in a kind of like, Quinty. God, I didn't know you were there, Quinty. No, what are you doing? No, oh. it's re- honestly, that it's, oh, you get dragged through this kind of psychological trauma wow. following the governess as she goes to these kids and other kids on Quint's side. Do they, um, what's the t- screw turning then? Do you put people's thumbs in? No, I, don't, I can't remember. Okay. Don't question me too I'll much. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't sound that scary, but that's cool. It is obviously. really, really... I mean, okay... You haven't com- painted it as such, but it's fine, it's fine. Compared to blooming, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or one of those yeah. ilk, you know, it's not splatter. Okay. It's very scary. Really? Yeah. Mm. Meh. Yeah. Would you go and see a horror film now that you're a dad? Don't I'd, need to. Life is just one big horror film. Yeah, checking out a nappy that's been cooking for uh, a, a few hours with my eight-week-old daughter. That's my own horror movie. And she's ruined my dress for me at the same time because oh, they both look the same. Oh, I know. There you go. There's a scare story. I know, mate. It's, oh, that colour is awful, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, where does that colour come from? It's pumpkin soup. It is it? pumpkin soup. Oh, well, yeah. there's another one she's ruined. <laughs> Add that to my dress. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin soup. soup. Uh, korma. It's quite korma, isn't quite it? Quite korma-like yeah. as well. It's quite a lot of those kind of oh, coconutty curries that have been oh, ruined by amazing. having an infant. I tell hey. you what, though, quite literally, I was so tired when my second daughter was born. I mean, so I was taken to the very brink of my personality. <laughs> One night, there was a storm, literally thunder, lightning, very, very frightening. frightening. Uh, little Veets was in the basket, and mm-hmm. I went through to make a cup of tea. I was insane. Went back, it was three in the morning or something. Yeah. And I looked in the basket and she had morphed into something Peter Quintish. Really? Yes, mate. Quite scary little. Absolutely, literally before my eyes. I thought I was literally losing my mind. She'd morphed into what though? A Peter Quint esque figure. I can't <laughs> describe it. You're getting flashbacks again. I'm yeah. going to have to watch this film because the psychological uh, impression has been huge. Let's stop talking about Peter Quint. Please, let's stop talking about him. He's very, very scary. <laughs> Yay, Chrissy Hind. Perennially the coolest woman in rock, I would say. She's very cool, isn't she? She's unbelievable. I don't think she suffers fools easily, do you know what I mean? No, no. I imagine if I went up to her, if I saw her in the post office and said, oh, Chrissy, you wouldn't sign this for me, she'd just go like, slap me in the face, take my glasses off. What do you think? She looks quite mean, like mean in a kind of formidable way. I d- I d- no, I don't know, Bushy. Really? I think, I think in the post office scenario, she'd be all right. Really? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. She, maybe she's renewing her driver's license and I'm asking her, can I sign, you know, can she sign this? Do you think she does stuff like that? I reckon she does. I reckon she gets down to the brass tacks. Oh, I love Chrissy Hines. See, I love her as well. Wouldn't it be lovely if you went into your post office and there she was behind the glass serving you? That'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be great. She's saying, going to use my stamps. <laughs> going to use my envelopes. <laughs> No one to use my anyway. Yeah, you get the you get the you get the picture. And some kind of rhyme about not being able to wear glasses in your passport photo, which is a new thing. I know. Isn't that weird? Do you know what? It's how awful for people with glasses. It's oh, so you have to take them off. I have to take my glasses off. I had to do, I had to have my passport photo redone a couple of weeks ago. You can't have your glasses on. Yeah. So you're blind as a bat. I'm completely blind as a bat. Sat there getting photographed. I felt like uh, Hugh Grant on L- on the LA Strip. Did you? Yeah, it was really bad. So what do you do then, Bushy, when you go through passport control and you're wearing glasses? Do they then make you take them off so that they can see you're the same person? No, they don't. It's really weird. So it's that's a, weird. It's really weird. I don't know why they've done that. You're not allowed a fringe either. I didn't know that either. Oh, mine is awful. I look like a serial killer. <laughs> Because you have to brush your fringe aside. It's not a good look. Why have they come up with these rules? I if don't Chrissy know. Hine was, was doing it, she wouldn't have any of this stuff going on. I bet on. Chrissy Hind in her passport. Right, this is what I want to know. This is a big question of the day okay. on this Saturday, November. I want to know if celebrities on their passport photos have to do the same kind of things as us civilians. Yeah, or is it just because their face is famous? Their face is yeah. essentially their passport. Yeah. yeah. Does, yeah. does Jerry Spice Girl yeah. have to sweep her fringe to the side? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd like to know that as well. Yeah? Yeah. Is Stormzy, does he have to take his glasses off? <laughs> I want to know. I think he only wears them for reading, but still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she's into audiobooks now as well. But no, good point. Does Stormzy have to take his glasses off? Does Bill Nye have to pull a serious face Yeah. for his passport photo? Do they make Bill Nye have to take his photos again because his head's slightly outside of the circle bit with the neck that's drawn on where you have to have your head. <laughs> what did you call him? Bill Nighy. How do I say it? Oh, no. Bill Nighy, not Nighy. Nighy? <laughs> what, is, what is his name? Bill Nighy. But there's a ha huh in there, No, though. there's no H at all. Right, Are you listen, sure? We're going to need some soothing music. Oh, no, no not again. He's done it again. He's Oh, oh, Dad, he's done it again. Oh, dear. <laughs> Right, it's time for a Richard Bacon-esque apology from me. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Bushy. I had to do this to you a few weeks ago. I had to apologise for something. There is indeed an H in Bill Nye's surname. You're absolutely right. I got him confused with Simon Nye, who's the uh, comedy writer, drama writer. I see, right. So there is a little Bill Nye thing in there. I don't think he pronounces it Nye. I think it's Nye. I I like the fact you give me an official apology there. Yeah, Richard Bacon. Richard Bacon lives again. See, I, I worried then that I was doing another... You know when we worked out that I can't say froth properly? You said it then. Froth? Yes. I've, I've trained myself. You've said that you said froth. I know, I have to take a run-up. You know the way someone goes down an escalator and have to adjust your feet before you get on it? Yes. That's what I do when I say froth. Oh, Bush, well done, mate. So I'm learning. I'm learning was, with these things. That was three on the trot. Yeah, I know. Hey. I'm on a roll. Talking of which, we're all on a roll now as we roll over onto this. <laughs> That was a great link. It was. This is the Ledger of Legends. If you've just joined us and, frankly, you're thinking, what the heck is going on here? Basically, we've got a book. It's a real book. Bush draws in it every week. It's brilliant. Uh, we like to celebrate every week the little things in life that really don't get enough. Ballyhoo. Bruhaha. Two f- cracking words. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, right. I'm going to slightly carry on a link that we started a couple of weeks ago here. Um... 
I realised in the week uh, that the most amazing thing that I've purchased in recent times, I mean, it is increds uh-huh. and it's going to change your life, but it's it's unglamorous. No one talks about it really mm-hmm. until today. Okay. It's a mattress topper. Whoa, mattress topper. A mattress topper. It's not a mattress. Right. It's much cheaper than a mattress, actually. So if you're a little bit tight, like my good self, and you've got a scraggy old mattress and you want to give it a bit of a, you know, can I use the word pimp up? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, then you go and buy a mattress topper. It's about, I got a, I think a seven centimetre thickness one. Oh, my Lord. Is it, is it changed your world? It's a game changer, mate. And a mattress topper, is that a thing that's like, goes on the top of your mattress and it's got straps on it, a little bit like a jock strap? It's a bit. On each corner. <laughs> it's a nocturnal jock strap. A nocturnal jock strap. There uh, you go. Actually, ours doesn't have straps. It just lies on the top and then we do the old hospital sheets on top of it. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, can't, I can't be doing with any of that stuff. Oh, I love it. Proper folding. Yeah. Proper, like, chamber maiding. Oh, Patty really? Jakes. Absolutely. I can't do it. Really? I just can't do it. Get involved. Really? Um, so a mattress topper, and it just, it's cosy. You know, some mattresses are a bit drafty. The yeah. old ones are a yeah. bit, something comes through the bottom. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. And the spring's kind of, you know, boinging you in the back, horrid. So this this changes a lot. Is it memory foam? Yeah. Ooh. I had one of the best nights kip last night I've ever had. Really? On the topper, yeah. You reckon other people should get involved? Yeah. Get involved on the mattress topper? Yeah. So... Yeah, literally. I'd like you to draw that, please, today. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's not a mattress, and it's not a topper. It's a mattress topper. You have to say the two words together. Thank you very much. MT, if you're going to be calling it quickly. A little bit of an MT. So, into the ledger of ledge, if you you please, young Mr Bushy. Yes. And then uh, we shall see how you've uh, progressed after this. Oh, Paul Young-ish. I love a bit of Paul (laughs) Young-ish. I do. He'll he'll be forever young, actually. He will. Although, uh, if we distance him from uh, other people we've talked about on the show, you know the the evergreen Morton Harkett from Aha yeah. or uh, Rick Astley. Yeah. Uh, Paul's just allowed his hair to go proper wizard white, yeah. hasn't he? Totally. He's done it. He's done a Brian May. He's done a Jimmy Page. He's done a um, a Tom Jones. Good for him. And he kind of looks like an urban wizard. Oh, he looks amazing. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's still got that kind of slightly eighties spring Little, to it. Speaking of yeah. spring. Oh. Mattress gags. 101 mattress gags. <laughs> uh, right, so I asked Bush to draw a mattress topper. He has done so. It looks amazing. There's a little bit of a whiff of the Dead Sea Scrolls about this, mate. It does look a bit weird, doesn't it? Slightly scroll-like. <laughs> it does look like Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> Imagine that. They pick it up, thought it was a mattress topper, chuck it back in. How history could have been so different. Oh. That's true. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I love the little elasticated hoops on each corner. That's what we've got on our little mattress topper. I'm perturbed by the fact that you fold old-fashioned big bed sheets onto your mattress. Yeah, mate. And you don't have fitted sheets. Do you not have a fitted sheet? I I own a few fitted sheets. But you prefer to do old-fashioned chambermaiding. Yeah, but it's the crisp. You need that crisp Crisp. corner. Do you know what? I've done many jobs in my life. I did chambermaiding for a short period of time. I never did that, you see. I've worked in a hotel, but I never chambermaided. It's the hardest of all the jobs. Horrid. Real hard work. Yeah, or backbreaking. Backbreaking stuff. And thankless as well. Completely, and there's endless rooms. Well, no one's around to tip you either. No, exactly. The whole point is everyone is out of their room. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. The weird bit would be, you know, they do this thing now in hotels where they, they do a turndown service. Awful, with the chocolate. Yeah, someone comes back in your room when you've like got in the shower I and know. they fold your bed in again. When do they, I mean, how do they do the horrid? The horrid thing. And often they spray a little thing as well. <laughs> 
There's the chocolate. There's the turn down sheet or coverlet. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's a sort, and then there's a sort of smell. I know. I take that quite personally, something. to be honest with you. I know. Horrid. My smell was fine, thanks. <laughs> Listen, the mattress top has gone in. Uh, get one. That's all I can say. It'll change your life. Do it. We must give it its Latin name. That is the rules of the Ledger of Ledge. Cavalletibus springiamus. I can't wait to get home tonight. And get onto my mattress topper. That is how is sad that, I am. You're, that's what you're looking forward to tonight. I'm thinking about it. Literally, I'm actually thinking about it now. No disrespect <laughs> to you, Bush. No, no, fine. You're great company. And of course, our darling listeners, you are amazing. But I am thinking about the mattress topper. Do you run and jump or you just like roll onto it? Oh, I'll run and jump. <laughs> I love a run and jump. I like doing a forward roll occasionally. Do you do that? Oh, what, like a, is it a cop trying to avoid fire? Yes. Like rolling along like yes. that. Yes. In a, in a police show from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I like to do a Starsky on the bed. <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing, but I was going to ask you a question from our little office, but I'm going to, I'm going to put that back, Mel, and ask yeah, you, did you end up doing anything in the end for your 17th wedding anniversary? Because it was Aww. the other week. Yes, you bushy. Did you do anything in the end? Well, 17 is a bit of a sort of nothingy number, isn't it? I don't even know what the, what the material is. Oh, it's sort of, oh, it, it's uh, oh Hessian or something. <laughs> Hessian. Do you know what I mean? It's something yeah. really slightly bleak. Yeah. Cardboard. Cardboard. Sawdust. MDF. Yeah, it's MDF, exactly. It's, yeah. Um, anyway, so, this is what happened. Basically, I had remembered the other half hadn't. Okay. Yeah, there was a little bit of that going on. <laughs> I bought him a truffle, not a chocolate one, like one a pig would find by a tree. Is that a mushroom? It's like a really expensive mushroom. Because he's a what bit, do you do with it, though? Well, you can, you can uh, grate it onto pasta, you can make truffle oil. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit, sorry, posh alert. Yeah. Poncy alert. <laughs> But I thought, he loves a bit of, you know, cooking. Yeah. And he was really pleased with that. Then rather embarrassed because I said, happy anniversary. Oh, but his Passive aggressively, yeah. knowing that he would forget. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was doing a show that night, company at the Gilgood Theatre in the West End. And um, I came out and I got a message on my phone and it was the other half saying, um, go to Cambridge Circus. <gasps> so I thought, oh, what? I thought, oh, that's strange. Anyway toddled up the road, up Shaftesbury Avenue in London to Cambridge Circus. He was there in the car. He'd driven from the Burbs, where we live. I got in the car and there was a bottle of champ on the passenger seat and a glass and I got absolutely trollied on the (laughs) 45-minute journey home. (laughs) It's like drinking on the back of the bus again, back in the day, isn't it? Wasn't that sweet? Oh, that is really sweet. And there were some snacks, there were some lentil crisps, posh alert. Yeah. And, um... It was so nice. Because oh, normally, you, I, bet, I guess you would have had to get on the tube oh, on your own, and on your on puffer jacket night, and all that stuff. mental. On a Friday night, getting the tube. It's awful, isn't it? Oh, it's so full on. That's you, nice of him, isn't it? That was a really nice touch. He redeemed himself big time. So if he's doing radio cabs, I need to get picked up after a night out <laughs> next Saturday. Can I book him? He'll be there with a little bottle of champs. Hey, where's me lentil crisps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out and say that's one of the best tunes ever. I think you're right. I do think you're right. Isn't it? Very strong for a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Hope we haven't peaked too soon at the beginning of the second hour of the show. Never, mate. We only get get better and better. We've got more in the bag? Yeah. Oh, yes. Have you ever been into a second hand shop? I know this is really lame. And thought to yourself, I wonder if there's a Raspberry Beret here, and if so, I'll buy it. I often look for a... I do. I know that's really sad, but I think of Prince, and I think I'd like to find a Raspberry Beret in the second hand shop. If you're out this afternoon, second hand clothes shopping... Yeah. Let us know if you find a raspberry beret. Where do you draw the line with second-hand clothes? In what do you mean, mate? What, you, what you would buy. Would you buy a, a second-hand bra? Ooh, 
I always worry about bra, underwear, and tooth, toothbrush. I saw a second-hand electric toothbrush recently. Are you kidding me? I kid you not, second-hand electric toothbrush. You'd have to pay me a million pounds to buy a second-hand <laughs> electric toothbrush. Really? You wouldn't go anywhere No, I'm sorry, that sounds really spoilt. No, obviously, if I had to, I'd use it, but... Oh, no. You see, I wouldn't buy anything (laughs) gusset-related. Producer James just spat a bit of tea out there. No, I wouldn't buy a swimsuit, a second-hand swimsuit. Oh, is that another one? Right, put on the list. I wouldn't buy a second-hand, you know, anything downstairs-y. I wouldn't buy second-hand. Downstairs. I think that is a very good uh, rule of thumb. Yeah. Downstairs-y. But you see, bra, though, bra is interesting. That's upstairs-y, isn't it? That's upstairs-y. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure either. It's too close to the pits. (laughs) It's too close to the pits. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to know though. Would you would you wear secondhand swimming trunks? Not in a million years. No. <laughs> it's too downstairsy. What about <laughs> And it is the pits. What about a vest? No chance. Oh, that's interesting. You never quite know what's happened to the person that previously exactly. wore it. Do you know would what I mean? you wear shoes, secondhand shoes? I have never bought secondhand shoes. I have. I, how is that? Do you feel well, like you're walking around in someone else's kind of shoes? Yeah. Yeah. That life. Um the weird thing is because everyone has a different gait, I actually got a really bad knee ache. I bought a wicked pair of German army boots. Okay. Really how are the reenactments cool. going? They're going all right. <laughs> oh god. Oh dear. I'm sorry. Oh dear. Oh. Anyway, I I got a knee ache because one of them was obviously one well, the right the right boot was obviously <laughs> was moulded in a different way. It's a wonderful story. I got terrible knee ache, mate, so I couldn't wear them again. Oh, no. It's yeah. weird, someone else's way of walking. Um, God knows what's happened to them. Nuremberg, probably, trials. Uh, what's, you know, has it affected your way of actually walking around there? That's unbelievable, isn't it? What? No, no I only wore them, like, twice, mate. It's and almost this haunted, in the early though. 90s. This is haunted, though. Stop talking about Peter Quint. We Quint. talked about him in the first hour. He's the most sinister man on film or in book. Turn of the screw. Do get in touch if you, like Mel, are haunted by Peter Quint, who I've never heard of before There's in my There's probably only life. one person who is, to be honest. Well, you, you lot need to form a group and go and meet up or try and conquer it or something. We can call ourselves the Quintessentials. Yes. That'd be a good name for a rock group. Oh, my God, that's great. Actually, no, it'd be a terrible name, wouldn't it? Please get in touch. Uh, please meet up. Quintessentials. That second Tuesday of every month. <laughs> Mel, can I make an observation? Go on, love. You've brought in your big coat. You've gone big coat. My, my red puffer. Yeah. As they call it. Normally you're in a lighter jacket, sometimes a hoodie or whatever. I know. I just thought, because I'm, I'm doing this um, stage show yes. at the moment, I'm getting, the, I'm getting public transport home. Oh, how late. are you getting on, darling? Oh, oh, it's rather tough coming down to that sort of level. But, you know, I yes. sit there and I do try. Yes. Uh, um, this has got a hood, and I really like, because I have really weird pin curls in my hair. Right. Because I have a wig. And so I like just to put the hood up over the pin curls and yeah. sit there in, in that. That's why that's come out. Is that like, for me, a marker in the year when the central heating goes on? You've, <gasps> you've brought out the... Is that your go-to big coat? Well, it's not that warm, actually. It's very puffy, but it's not... It has The tog on it is not that high. Okay, right. Have you got your big coat on? I've, no, I haven't. I'm what are still you in now? Bomber jacket. Oh, bush. Still kind of cool. Bit mean, bit hard. Yeah, a little bit like... Don't mess with that guy. He's clearly had some form of active military service. When are you going into the Giacomo? I reckon Giacomo's going to be going on uh, the big jacket. I'm going to go tail end of November. So, like a few weeks? A few weeks. You're going to leave it till then? Yeah. And then you'll feel the benefit. I don't want to sound like one of my parents, but you'll feel the benefit. <laughs> what if the beast from the east comes back, Peter Quint-like, Quint-like yeah. to haunt us uh, this winter? What do we do? 
You got hold I wasn't out. prepared. I, lit- I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for it. It was unbelievable, wasn't I it? I was layering up like bilio with absolute rubbish, thin stuff. Yeah. Do we need to buy a full pelt like the Norwegians? I, I've got my eye on puffer jackets, sir. Can I try yeah. that on? Can I try yeah, this on? Yeah, yeah, be my guest. What tog is it? I don't know, mate. It, it's not. It's it's really nice to wear, but it's not that. Um, it's not that warm. For me, it says K two. It says halfway up K two. <laughs> just having a kip. Oh, <sighs> Oh, just Bushy, put it on. You look like a schoolboy. Do I? <laughs> you look like a little schoolboy with the red hood. It does look a bit weird on me, doesn't we it? We might have to take a photo of that and put it on Ye Olde Magic website. Do I look like the strange child that runs around in Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland? Slightly. That scary film. Yes, you do. Slightly. I do look a bit yes, weird like that, Yeah, don't you I? do. You do. I'm not going to lie. I think I need to get there's, this off. There's a bit of, there's a Peter Quint-esque <laughs> lurking around that. Um... Uh, so, yes, Bush, yeah. you get your big coat sorted okay. and then you get it on in a few Saturdays' time. And I'll keep you all posted. Good. More great music coming up next. Right. Uh, we delved into the canister of Poddington and, uh, oh, you're going to love this, Bush. You're going to so love this question. Go on. Bush, which is the best seat on the bus? At the back or top front? Oh, it's very. You can tell a lot about the person by what seat they go to. If you've got an empty double decker, yeah. For me, I always go at the front, right hand side, pretend to drive. Oh, bushy. If you're at the top, obviously, if you're if you're on the ground floor, you're actually trying to get into the driver's cab, <laughs> and you won't be allowed on that and bus that, line again. That's caused problems, hasn't it? That has caused problems in the past. He sat on his knee. I'm just trying to help. Questions have been asked. I'm taking bus driver's mate to the next level. What I also like as well, uh, I don't know if you get these in, in buses outside of London, but you get a little pod seat behind the driver. Oh, I like that. Like a cocoon. Yeah, I've been on one of those in Oxford. Yeah. Really nice. It is like a little egg. It's like a little tiny egg. Like I a love, portaloo. I, I love bus travel, lads. I, I love bus travel. Yeah, it's much nicer than the, 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 the push and pull of tubes yeah. or trains or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I would go top front, of course, uh-huh. but I'd go left. Would you go left? Because I like to look on the street at what people are doing. And also, you get that bit where it looks like the leaves are going to hit you in the face, but they don't. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like you've got like a space visor on. Yeah, it's so fun. Get out in a bus today. It's brilliant. Top front. I'm going to do it. I might get the bus home. It'll take me five hours, but I might try it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We love it when you do. Hear more fun like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs> 